We start a new series uh, this week. It is our Christmas series, and uh, it is called Unexpected, and it is uh, celebrating Advent. The word Advent means coming or arrival, and for hundreds of years, the church has celebrated Advent through the lighting of candles to remember Jesus was coming, to, to remember and to place significance upon his birth that he's coming. And each week you light a different candle. And then on Christmas day or Christmas Eve, you light the candle in the middle, which represents Christ. And today I'm going to light a candle. I'm hoping it's going to stay lit because uh, we had to turn the air on. Did you, you know, what's funny It's like, you know, we're singing how great is our God. And then the air comes on. I thought, thank you, God. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yes, because I don't know what you, I, it was a great moment, but it was getting hot, wasn't it? I mean, I'm just but it was great. It was a great moment. And listen, the band did a phenomenal job and just a great, great uh, setup for today. So anyway, I'm going to light the first candle. I say I am. All right, I am. And the first candle is a purple candle. And it represents the prophets. The prophets prophesied Christ's coming. And it's, a, it's the candle of hope. And today we're going to talk about unexpected hope that Jesus, even though he was prophesied, they knew he was coming, that uh, this, this savior, this, this leader, this king was coming, that he was not what they expected. He was not, he was more than they expected, but he was not what they expected. And today we are talking about unexpected hope. And so I want to start off by asking you a question. We're going to start really light here. What makes you feel hopeless? Now, we've talked about hopelessness uh, a little bit with the, the series that we had with uh, questions Jesus asked us that we would see the state of people uh, just being in just some difficult situations. But let me ask you a question. What makes you feel hopeless? What makes you feel hopeless? And so I'm going to start light I'll, 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 while you're pondering that. Um, how about when your team loses again? This is also known as the Falcons fan. This is a Falcons fan. So how about when you go to Chick-fil-A? only to realize that it's Sunday. Man, that's a hopeless feeling. Ah, oh, Sunday. What kind of place is this, these church people? Anyway, how about when you step on, the, step on the scale after Thanksgiving week and know that Christmas season and eating is coming? That is a hopeless feeling, isn't it? How about when you get your kids ready for church and you're on time? You may even be early. And on the way, one of your kids has a blowout. And you're late again. That's a hopeless feeling. How about when you run into the grocery store to grab a few things? And that used to be $20. And now it's $50. That's a hopeless feeling. How about when you wake up and realize there's no coffee in the house? That's beyond hopeless, isn't it? That's an argument waiting to happen right there. I do marriage counseling if that happens to you, so I can help you out. What about this one? What about what's the back end of a holiday weekend? And you wake up, and it's raining, and you're the pastor, and you're wondering if anybody's going to be here today. That's a hopeless feeling. Look, and you're here, and you are faithful, and praise God for you. But I'm going to go serious for a second. I read this article about hopelessness that it's not a word we use very much. 
I would almost guarantee that you've, you've, you've probably hardly ever said that this is hopeless. What, what I'm in right now is hopeless. That I'm dealing with hopelessness. We don't say things like that. And yet I read this article from Psych Central that talked about hopelessness happens to everyone, that we've all, even though we have areas in our life that are going very well, we also have these areas that are not going well, and, and they seem hopeless. And, and they broke it down into nine areas, and I'll be quick here. The first is alienation, that you feel forgotten or left out. The second is forsakenness, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And that word means abandoned, that you've been abandoned. I, I read, a, I, I, didn't read, I watched a, 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 a TED talk about this woman who talked about when she was a kid, when she was four years old, that she got ready and her dad said they were going somewhere. They were going to Colorado Mountain. She was so excited. And when they got to where they were going, she left him. I mean, he left her there, just abandoned. They list a lack of inspiration, which is a feeling of just being stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck here in this moment. I'm stuck in whatever situation. I just feel stuck. And then they go to doom. The, the, the hopelessness is expressed in doom that you feel condemned. Or hopelessness is expressed in helplessness that I am unable to stand physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm unable to stand up for myself. And then it talks about hopelessness in the, in the form of captivity, that I am a prisoner in an abusive relationship, to an addiction, to bitterness. Then it talks about hopelessness, the last three, in the powerlessness, that I am not enough, that I have no impact, no influence. It talks about hopelessness in the, in the form of oppression, that it's not fair, what's happening to me is not fair, that it's a lack of equality. And then finally, it talks about hopelessness in the form of limited of not enough resources or not enough abilities. And you know what happens in those situations? The great article here, what happens in those situations is when we get in those situations, what happens is we give up. And I feel like this is the enemy's, one of his greatest tools is to make you and I give up, to real, make you feel like, man, it's never going to get any better. You're never going to, this is never going to change, that this is a hopeless situation. You've been like this for years. This has happened for years. They're never going to change. And you get this feeling, I'm just going to quit. Or you start to put your faith in things that don't work. All right, this isn't working, so I, I, I've got to grab a straw, so I'll, I'll try this, I'll try that, try that. And you put your faith in and it, just, and, it, and, it, and it exasperates the situation. Well, this is exactly the situation that we find the unexpected hope of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the hope that you're looking for. For hundreds of years, we're talking about, we lit the candle of the prophets. The prophets have been prophesying, this king is coming. There's a king coming. He's coming. This king's coming. Over and over, the prophets are prophesying, the king's coming. It's going to be great. His rule, everything like that. It's going to be awesome. But nothing happens. Nothing happens. Now, here's the funny thing about us. The funny thing about you and me is that we say a prayer and nothing happens for a couple of days. We kind of get frustrated. Listen, they had prophesied about a king coming for hundreds of years. Nothing happened. And so the people had started to place their thing, faith in other things, but man, they had stopped believing. They had stopped hoping. 
There's a story of this guy. He was a telemarketer, and he called this family, and he called and said, Hey, this is so-and-so. I want to speak to your father. And a little kid answered the phone and said, Hello. He said, Can we speak to your dad? He said, He can't come to the phone right now. He said, well, What's he doing? He said, He's talking to the police. He says, Is everything okay? He's talking to the police. He said, I don't know. He said, Okay, I can't talk to your dad. He's talking to the police. Can I talk to your mom? She can't come to the phone right now. He said, what's she doing? She's talking to the fireman. He said, your mom and dad are talking to the police and firemen. What's going on over there? What are they doing? Looking for me. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Or have you just stopped looking at all? that you have this area of your life or even your entire life that you're just going through the motions, you're on autopilot, that, 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 that you, you've become numb to everything. Jesus Christ is the hope you're looking for. For every one of those nine categories, whatever, for every form of hopelessness that Jesus Christ is the hope you're looking for. He is it. He is it. He is it in so many ways. And he was prophesied for so long. And I'm going to walk through some of these scriptures here. Let's look at the first one here. The people who walk in darkness. We talked about this uh, in the, the, the series, uh, questions Jesus asked. When Jesus asked the question, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It said darkness was over the whole land. If you remember that, that darkness has always been a metaphor of an absence of God. The people who walk in darkness, they will see a great light. Those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. He's prophesying, hey, there's, there's a king coming. That in the midst of your darkness and of my darkness, spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, whatever it is, that Jesus Christ is the light. He's the light you're looking for. And then the next scripture, very familiar scripture, scripture David read this morning that this king was coming and says, a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called, and listen to these words, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna read them and I'm gonna say a few things. Wonderful counselor. When you got something going on in your life, Jesus Christ is the counselor you need. Mighty God, that he is God. He's the God that created you. He's the God who saved you. He's the God who sustained you and me. Everlasting Father, that, and, and, and some people had this because uh, they had a bad relationship with their dad or whatever, estranged, that we can't grasp them, that he is the everlasting Father, that Jesus Christ is a fulfillment of God the Father in the flesh here on this earth, came as a baby, and then Prince of Peace, that he gives peace. And then verse 7, his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's army will make this happen, that God is making this happen, that Jesus is the hope that you and I need. So let me ask you, what are you looking for today? Well, here's the funny thing about hope is that when the hopeless find hope, 
they unashamedly worship. There's a funny thing. It's just an amazing thing that when the hopeless one, people who are hopeless, when they're hopeless, when they suddenly find hope, that it changes everything. It changes how they act. It changes what they do. They do crazy, crazy things. And so I'm going to read you a section of Scripture here talking about the Christmas story. And I'm going to ask you this question. What are you looking for? What are you looking for today? Let's look at the Scripture here. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign from King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands astrologers, astronomers were, you know, just whatever, that magi, they had a bunch of different names, uh, arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? They knew the prophecies. They knew the prophecies. We saw his star as it rose. Again, this light appeared in the midst of darkness, this light representing God. And we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, and as was everyone in Jerusalem, he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And they go to the prophets in Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can worship him too. If you know the story, Herod didn't really want to worship him. He just said that because he wanted to kill him. And after the interview, the wise men went their way. And then catch this part right here. The star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was and when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. See, I keep asking this question what you're looking for because... I just say it. Sometimes I don't think we really get how hopeless we are. So I read nine categories and you go, yeah, I'm kind of got that. I kind of got that kind of got that. But the truth is that here's the truth of the gospel is that you and I are hopeless. Without Jesus Christ, there's no way that we can get to heaven. There's none. There's no way. We need Jesus Christ. That, that our, our condition, you were, and I'm going to say this, you were, and I'll just say you and me, you and I were never going to be good enough, smart enough. We, were, we weren't going to be able to work hard enough to get to heaven. We were never going to be able to do those things. And I don't know that we've grasped the, 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 the condition that we have that, man, you and I were hopeless. And I started to think of a time in my life where I kind of felt hopeless. I've had many, but I, I thought about a time where I, I'd been hunting and uh, I got lost in the woods. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I got lost. It was, and, and it was right about dark. I hunted this property all the time. And for some reason, I got turned around. I don't know what happened that night. But I know this, I was lost. And I'll tell you this about a pine tree in the dark. They all look the same. They do. If you think you're going to mark your way at night, you're just not going to do it. 
And I'm sitting there, and I knew I wasn't going to die or anything like that. This is before cell phones and everything. Like, I think I might have had a beeper, which wasn't going to do me any good. They could call me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not here. And I sat there, and, you, and it was dark. And I thought, I'm going to spend the night in the woods tonight. And you know what I thought to myself? If I could just see a light. And so I'm looking for a light. And it's dark everywhere, and I can't see anything. So I, I started to wander. They say it's the worst thing to do. But I'm going to do something, y'all. And finally, I see a light, and it's moving. And I didn't know at the time, but it was a car. It was going really, really slow. Listen, I am running toward the light, y'all, like a madman through the woods with a gun in my hand. You know, <laughs> I was. I was not spending a night. And then, I come jumping out of the woods, scare this guy to death. And he looks at me and he says, have you seen my cat? <sighs> I said, no, but God sent you over here to save me. <laughs> Listen to me. The Magi, they see a star, they hear the prophecies. They have the glimmer of hope. This could be the king. So we think the Magi got in a car and drove around. No, 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 no. Man, it was a tough trek. But it was worth it to them. See, when hopeless find hope, man, they, they, they worship. They, they're willing to do whatever it takes. And then it talks about that when, when they see the child, they see the star, that, man, they're filled with joy, man. It's, it's, it's not this burdensome thing. When the, when the hopeless find hope, man, they're the most excited people in the room. They can't, they can't, they can't, uh, their joy cannot be, uh, cannot be squashed, that they're jumping up and down for joy. That's where we get it. We're jumping up and down for because, man, they have found hope. And it says when the, the hopeless find hope, that they worship. And I'm not in charge of everybody's singing I know we always equate worship with singing, and I'm just going to start here for just a second. I'm not in charge of everybody singing, but sometimes I wonder with our lack of enthusiasm at times for singing, if we don't like the song or if, if, it, you know, if it's too loud or too new or too whatever, that, man, we have forgotten, man, these, this is the song of the king here. But man, I'm going to sing. Man, you've heard me say, my loudest voice is not going to be for the Georgia Bulldogs. It's not even going to be for my kids. It's going to be for Jesus Christ. That I'm going to worship, man, when the hopeless find hope, man, they worship. They look like crazy people. And then finally, when the hopeless find hope, they opened up everything. They gave them gold. Listen to me. Frankincense, myrrh. I don't know if they gave them everything they had or not, but they gave a lot. And look, they had packed a lot to take it to him. And the reason why I'm asking what you're looking for, because hope is here. It's in the form of Jesus Christ. That you can have hope in whatever situation you're in, that man, you just simply find him and you worship him. You give him your allegiance. You place your faith in him. I was at Celebrate Recovery two weeks ago, two Thursdays ago, and Jeremy was teaching. Jeremy's one of the volunteers who runs the, uh, the teen ministry at CR. And he was telling his story. And I've heard his story. But he was teaching and he was telling his story. And he said, my whole adult life, I'd been addicted to alcohol. 
Me, so I felt hopeless. I felt like I could never change. He said he went to celebrate recovery, and he said, I went home, and he said, nothing had changed. He said, but everything had changed. Because I'd heard that if I followed Jesus Christ, that I could be freed from this addiction. And he said he went home, and he said he, he, he drank a little bit the first night, and then he said something happened, man. He, he, he placed his faith in Jesus Christ, poured all his beer out, and was done with it. Just in one moment that the hope that he was looking for was found in Jesus Christ, and I'm telling you, that that same hope can be yours, whatever your situation, whatever my situation. Because Jesus is the hope that you're looking for. I want to walk through this scripture right here. I just want to, I love this picture that when he talks about the baby Jesus coming, the prophecy that went along with it, the words that are used. All right, then. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Now, tell me what that means. It means God with us. God's with us. That God is with you. He is for you. He is the hope you need. So I, I want to walk through here for a second. I don't know if you've ever placed your faith in Jesus Christ today. Man, today would be a great day because he's the hope that you're looking for. Hope is here. You don't have to wait. But I'm going to walk through some of these other. Maybe you feel alienated relationally. Maybe you feel forgotten. Maybe you feel left out. The answer is Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel forsaken. But man, you feel like, man, I've been abandoned. The answer is Jesus Christ. Maybe you just have a lack of inspiration. Man, you're stuck in some situation. Man, I am stuck here. The answer is Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel doomed. I hear people say, I could never go to church. If I walk through the doors, the, the ceiling, no, 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 you don't understand. You're not condemned. Not if you accept Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel helpless. That, man, you feel like I am unable to stand physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm going to stand up for myself. God is with you, Jesus Christ. Maybe it's captivity. Maybe you feel like a prisoner. Relationally. Maybe some addiction. Maybe some bitterness. The answer is Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel powerless, that you have no influence or impact in your life. Listen, the answer is Jesus Christ because he wants to give you a purpose to live for. Maybe you feel oppressed, that things are not fair, that they're not equal. The answer is Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel limited, that you are not enough, that you don't have enough resources, you don't have enough abilities. The answer is Jesus Christ. So maybe today that you and I can start to place our hope in Jesus Christ more. That we will consider ourselves to be hopeless 
in ourselves, but not hopeless because of Jesus Christ. That whatever situation we find ourselves in, maybe today that you just want to come up here and when we sing a song, you need to bow and you need to lay some things down. Or you're going to bow and worship. Or you, you're going to offer yourself to him again. But don't let this moment pass by. Jesus Christ is the hope you're looking for. He is hope to the hopeless. And so we're going to sing a song, an act of worship of our voice and our voices up to our King. If you have a decision to make, I would love for you to make it. I want to pray for you, and then we'll stand and sing. Father, I thank you that you're the hope for all of us hopeless ones. That, Lord, we're never going to save ourselves. We're never going to be able to sustain ourselves. And so, Lord, I lift up every person in the room, whatever situation they're in, whatever circumstance, they would see that you are the answer. You are hope to the hopeless. And so we celebrate you today. We worship you. We'll sing to you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have a decision made, we'd love for you to make it. Would you stand with us?